Darby Cast. I bet a bunch of you are salivating, chomping at the bit. You're saying to yourself, Economics Wednesday last week, with that whole thing about Chuck E. Cheese and Elon Musk, it was almost too on point. It was prophetic. Of course, we're back on an Economics Wednesday. You think I'd leave you hanging on an Economics Wednesday? Wake up. You know, I've had a couple people ask me, a couple, uh, couple buddies, and they say, do you go into this? Do you, do you go into this with, uh, with notes? Do you plan anything that you're going to talk about? And the answer to that is absolutely not. I go in guns blazing and whatever happens, happens. That's how you do it. That's how you're a pro. You know you're a pro. If you're waking up, you're doing it every day, you're drinking your coffee, you're showing up, and you're putting your best foot forward. That's the approach of Brett H. Whiskers. Huge character in the Derbyshire series. And if you haven't bought the books yet, boy, have I got news for you. You are missing out. Don't be a dummy. Go, go to Amazon. Everybody, go, everybody gets stuff off of Amazon these days. Okay? Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart.com. It's on every e-reader. Just get the book. Get the book. If you hate this podcast, still buy the book. Do it. Why the hell not? But it's Economics Wednesdays. And Elon Musk and Chuck E. Cheese were discussed last Wednesday. And you're probably thinking to yourself right now, you cannot follow that up. That podcast was perfect. It was a stand-up special. And you never let up. And it was beautiful. It was organized chaos. And now you're telling me that was straight off the cuff, you son of a bitch? And I am saying that. I'm saying that to you right now. And a lot of you, you like the Todd podcast, obviously. And so I kind of want to, on this Economics Wednesday, one of your favorite days. It's quickly becoming one of your favorite days. Out of respect for knowledge about economics. And today, Economics 101 the economics of Derek, and you're scratching your head already. I can see you scratching your head and saying, economics of Derek? And I'm saying, fuck yeah, it's the economics of Derek. Ever heard of it? And if you haven't, you're a little late to the party, but we're going to rip into it. So let me paint you a picture. Let me just do, let me do it right. So there's a fella and we all know, we all know Derek. We know him well. Barely made it through high school, and his parents didn't really help him out. They actively sabotaged him by buying him a lifted truck. He asked for it, and they didn't say, no no chance, Derek. You, fuck you. They didn't tell their son that, and they should have. So he gets the lifted truck, right? He's got a, a Chevy Silverado, and it's gold, and it's lifted way too high, and you know where he drives it? He drives it straight to the Dickey store and he buys some spy sunglasses, a famous Stars and Straps hat, some skin industries, whatever the fuck that was. Uh, he buys some Dickey's uh, super like construction-y pants, some Volcom socks, and some Etnies. And oh boy, you didn't think that was going to go off the rails a little bit, mom and pop? You didn't think, you didn't think the lifted truck would... Uh, quickly snowball into a cataclysm of nonsense? Newsflash. Hey, that happened pretty quick. Whoa, you should have just taken the car away or just said like, hey, we're going to take this thing and we're going to lower it. But you didn't do it. But somehow, 
But somehow Derek, he graduates uh, from high school. He graduates from high school. Remember, we're in uh, we're in economics 101, economics of Derek. Welcome to the class. And Derek graduates from high school. And remarkably, like he had a girlfriend and she she was so much better than he was so much better. And she had plans for her life and she executed them. But you know what she did? She applied to a couple colleges on behalf of Derek. And so Derek, Derek gets into a school and it's not a good school. It's not. What school am I talking about? I'm obviously talking about ASU and the people who went to ASU. Listen, you could get upset about this, but you know, you know, you got C's in high school and you still wanted to go to college and you you went for it. But there, there were probably a lot of Derek's there, weren't there? An unreasonable proportion of the student body of like 60,000 were named Derek. Confusing? I don't think so. So Derek goes to ASU and and like a like a scholar, he decides I'm going to major in sociology because why not? Derek wants to study uh, people or whatever sociology is now. It's just a bunch of GEs and garbage and nonsense. And it's you're looking at Derek and you're like, Derek, you're not like a raging hot chick or a student athlete. You have no business in the sociology department. But he's joined uh, he's joined a frat and he's doing all right. Derek's doing all right in the frat. People like him. He knows how to tap a pretty mean keg. And and that's cool. So. He squeaks by, he gets his degree from ASU in sociology and and Derek graduates, let's say, in about uh, 2012, 2012. And he is expecting because he's a college grad who knows how to tap a keg that he's going to get job offers from wherever and and they're going to want to pay him a fuck ton of money. So Derek goes to monster.com because he has never been told before that uh, there's there's a little bit more to finding a job than just throwing throwing your shit up on monster. And so he blitzes out like 400 resumes and he gets no bites and he's like, this sucks. Fuck. And he's packing a lipper and he's just trying to relax, but he can't because he's like, he's like, oh, what am I going to do? And it's like, Derek, I don't know, man. You've made some weird choices real early. You're, this is going to be an uphill battle. We'll, we're going to try. Econ 101, economics of Derek. So, so Derek, he's struggling in his job search and like an absolute pro. And there's a lot of people who did this. There's, there's too many people who did this. They got into the job market, found out that there wasn't anything that they thought was good enough for them. And so they were like, you know what? I got to do this right. I got to go to grad school. I've got to, I've got to go to law school. I've got to become either an attorney or a psychologist or get an MBA. And there's some people who have done that over the past couple of years and they've done great, but a large proportion of the master's degree holders and the, uh, and the JDs, the lawyers, the attorneys, they, um, how did we allow this to happen? How, you know, Derek's parents, you dropped the ball again. You dropped the ball again. Your son told you, 
hey, I want to go to law school. And you didn't say, Derek, that's not how you're wired. You don't fit that vibe. You're not good with verbal communication. You aren't. I don't think you've ever researched anything in your life. You're not a good presenter. You don't know how to lie. You're, you're trash, Derek, at least at those skills. We love you. You're our son. But law school? Derek is having none of it. He's in this defiant stage. So he goes and he gets a bunch of Adderall and he takes way too much of it. And then he supercharges his test taking ability to a dangerously radical level. It is really off the charts. And he does so well that he somehow passes the LSAT. Somehow. Barely passes, but he passes. Everyone was expecting him to, to get a, like a hard zero, maybe a 5%. But whatever the passing rate is, he, he did it. And that's kind of an odd thing, too. That's an odd phenomenon as well, is people who pass the LSAT and, and they don't do like super well on it, but they still want to go to law school. That's it. That's like, where's this? Where's the introspection? Where's the self-awareness? Where's the where's the ability to say, I don't think I'm going to get into like a top 25 law school. Maybe I should eh, try something else. If you pass the LSAT, but you barely pass it. Do you, you understand we live in the most litigious uh, times ever? Law is incredibly complicated and you are toe to toe with people who are incredibly smart. They're absolutely going to trash you. But you, you know, the Derek's of the world, you're saying to yourself like, I can hack it. So Derek, Derek, uh, he applies to all the schools. He doesn't get into you know, any of the schools that you've heard of. He doesn't go to, you know, the Stanford's, the Berkeley's, the, you know, the UCLA's, the USC, the Georgetown, any of the, anything in the Ivy League. No chance. Absolutely no chance. So Derek does his applications, which that's a step up for Derek, because if you recall a few moments ago, Derek's uh, ex high school girlfriend applied to ASU for him, kind of like, well, he was shit faced driving the lifted truck, doing donuts on the baseball field. And she she was cool enough to be like, eh, he might want to go to school. And then he had a great time at ASU sociology degree. Didn't really prepare him for anything. Um, at all, no, no, uh, no critical thinking skills, presenting skills or, or anything that would uh, sharpen his wits and make him a valuable asset to any company whatsoever. But Derek's stepping up and he's applying to law school. He's applying to law school. He doesn't get in anywhere he wants, but then he gets that letter that one day he gets that letter and it's from that, that college that it's in North Dakota and it's called Roadrunner State. And it's a little bit lesser known, but they've got a mean law department. And you're probably saying all you Darby cast listeners are like, wait, do state schools have, uh, do they have law departments? And, and I'm telling the story and stop asking so many questions. So Derek goes to Roadrunner State in North Dakota and he's just figuring it out. And he's trying to figure out, oh, what, you know, what kind of law do I want to do I want to specialize in? And, and, and he doesn't really know, but he actually makes a pretty smart move. He makes a pretty smart move and he. Um, he doesn't specialize in anything and he Derek pulls it off. So Roadrunner State is is no joke. It, Derek is actually he's pushed to the, the capacity of his. Cognitive abilities. 
Roadrunner State's actually a pretty good match. Derek sharpens his his skill set. And out of nowhere, he decides to throw away all his Volcom socks and Stars and Straps hats and spy sunglasses. And he trades them in for some suits and some uh, some dress shirts, a couple ties. And that was probably the biggest move he's ever made in his entire life. In fact, it is. It's not probably. It is. It is. So Derek graduates Roadrunner State, lesser known school, kind of small, very prestigious. You've never heard of it because you're just not in the kind of circles that uh, a guy like Derek is. You wouldn't know about that gem of of North Dakota that is Roadrunner State. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And even if you went there, you wouldn't be able to recognize it for the greatness that that it uh, is just overflowing with. With which it's overflowing. So Derek graduates. He's got his JD. And now he's back in the same kind of predicament that he was when he had a sociology degree. But he sunk a lot more money into his education. So that's got to count for something. Right, Derek? Right? So Derek's uh, still looking around. He goes on Monster. He's doing a bunch of stuff. Getting no love, getting no, no jobs. And one day his dad comes to him and he's like, he's like, Derek, I, I realize that nobody's ever really taught you how to job search, but I got a couple of buddies um, from college. They, they've got a law firm and uh, they'll, they'll give you a job. And Derek says, right on, dad. Right on. Let's pack a lipper. And the dad's like, no, Derek, I don't do that. And, uh, and Derek feels devastated, but um, he gets an internship. Derek gets an internship and he's there at the law firm and he hasn't really specialized in, in any law. He doesn't know much about anything, but this, this law firm, it's in Long Beach. It's in Long Beach, which is now uh, Los Angeles. If you are keeping up with the podcast and it's actually pretty close to Chuck E. Cheese stadium. It's pretty close. So if Derek really wanted to, he might be able to catch a game from time to time. Watch Caruso just fucking dominate. LeBron James, Caruso, Anthony Davis, they're having a good time. Derek's in the general vicinity. He, that's it. So Derek, he gets, he gets his job. And because he's in a coastal city, he thinks he just kind of rolls the dice. And he's like, you know, why not? Why don't I try my hand at maritime law? Why don't I do it? And so you know, he's an intern and he's kind of working the mailroom and, and there's not a whole lot of work for him to do. So he kind of studies the maritime law. He walks, uh, he walks around to various marinas and he's, uh, and he starts to catch on a little bit and he, he's eyeballing some boats and he's like, I don't know if that's up to code. It's pretty cool of him. Right. So Derek's getting pretty, pretty cool at maritime law, but I don't, I don't think you guys you may not remember, who am I kidding? You guys remember in a big way. AI, we're seeing the birth of AI at, at the hands of Vinny, who was the son of a longshoreman who was given super cognitive abilities by Elon Musk, augmenting his brain. Then Vinny, as a project, just because he was bored, he developed a super intelligent AI, uh, Chuck E. Cheese. And it turns out, it turns out that people want to get their hands on the code. They want to get their hands on the code. So the guy who, you know, there's like 15 partners at the law firm, because that's what law firms do now. But the main guy at Derek's law firm, the big boss, the big boss, and they got money. Listen, this law firm's got money. 
And so they're negotiating with Vinny. Tough, tough guy to negotiate with. He's Italian. He's an Italian-American. That's a, that's a losing battle to start. You're coming, you're coming out of that and you're just lucky you got your, uh, both your kneecaps squarely uh, on your legs, right? You get it. So, so the, the head guy in the law firm, Jeff, Jeff, uh, used to play water polo in college, has a bit of a belly, but he's like, also, you can tell that he, he bench presses, doesn't do a ton of legs, but he bench presses. He's pretty top heavy. Jeff's pretty top heavy, but he's a cool guy. He can still drink beers. In fact, he does it uh, at 1130 in the morning. Most days he's drinking beers with the other partners. Meanwhile, Derek's just kind of wandering around docks and just being like, is that, is that paint industry standard on that, uh, on that schooner and, and, and what works getting done. Right. So Jeff, Jeff, uh, he parlays with Vinny. He says, I want, listen, obviously you can't, um, you can't just give me a Chuck E. Cheese cause I don't want him to take over my law firm. What can you do for me? Can you give me some kind of AI? And I think a lot of people are like, oh yeah, AI, AI is just going to take over uh, burger joints. Yeah, there's going to be robots flipping the burgers. Listen, the, the AI, the robots, they're coming for, they're coming for attorney's jobs and they're coming for the, the jobs of doctors. So if you've spent about anywhere between uh, two and $500,000 and, uh, and, and taken out uh, anywhere between seven and 10 years of your life for your education, that's going away. That's going away. Cause you got, you got super geniuses like Vinny who, uh, who went to San Pedro high in Palo Pedro. He's a pedroid. He's intelligent, too intelligent. Some might say, but, but he's talking with Jeff water polo, Jeff boss of the law firm, Jeff. And Jeff says, I want, uh, I want a robot attorney. I want a robot attorney, Vinny. And Vinny says, okay, okay. But one, listen, and, and Jeff's like, Hey, how much is it? How much is it going to cost? How much is it going to cost me? Vinny says, it's going to cost you nothing except a favor sometime in the future. And that's how Italian Americans have gotten ahead. It's how they've always gotten ahead. Their, their currency more valuable than gold, right? An Italian American favor. That's currency. That's currency. Imagine if you just had a bank account full of uh, Italian American favors, you'd be the richest person on the planet. If you had like six of them. Six, seven of them. Yeah, you're the, you're uh, functionally the richest person on the planet. Fuck you, Bezos. It's not happening. It's not happening for you. You don't have it. So Jeff agrees, right? How could he not? So Vinny custom crafts this this AI attorney, and and Vinny it's a terminal. It's a computer terminal, and it's damn good. And it does all this case analysis and paralegal work and and backlog research. It, you know, uh, Derek's just feeding uh, the AI old paper files and and scanning them and and the AI is getting more powerful by the day. And people at the law firm they have less and less to do. So Jeff is bringing more and more beer. And they're, and everybody's having a good time. Jeff brings out a pong table and they start playing beer pong and Derek wants to play, but they don't let him. Derek's just the, he's the friend's son who you gave the job because it was a nice thing to do. And that's Jeff. That's pretty cool. Jeff, that's pretty cool. Just the job alone is cool enough. 
you got him in the door, and now he's got to he's got to show he's got to show what he's got. Derek's got to he's got to step up. He's got to step up and show show what kind of value add he can be to the law firm. But lo and behold, this AI it's making it tough, making it tough for everybody, making it real tough for everybody, right? So AI robots doing all the work, and the boss man Jeff. He loves the AI so much that he just wants to name him. He just wants to name the AI. He wants to name it something perfect, and he does. Jeff decides to name the AI Scooter. It just fits. It just fits. But you know what doesn't fit is that Scooter can't scoot anywhere. So, so what does Jeff do? Like a really cool guy who definitely played water polo in college for USC. He did. He did. Good water polo school, if you don't know. He decides one day to come in with a Segway. Jeff comes in with a Segway and he takes the computer terminal and he plops it on the Segway and kind of updates the firmware on, on uh, Scooter. And Scooter just starts uh, scooting around the office. And he's bumping into walls and shit and everybody's having a good time because they're all shit faced because there's no work to be done because Scooter's handling it. Meanwhile, Derek, Derek's still, he's skipping rocks down by the docks and, and hoping to get, you know, he's actually getting pretty good, uh, knowing a thing or two about maritime law. Derek, he's applying himself and he's enjoying it. But as it turns out, Scooter takes over. Scooter decides to take over just about every branch of law, every uh, specific field imaginable, and he's crushing it. And that includes maritime law. But they still keep uh, they they keep Derek on board in the mailroom for a little bit as Scooter continues to dominate. And Jeff is just loving Scooter and the work that he's doing because his law firm is making a whole fucking lot of money, making a lot of money. Vinny's watching from afar, knowing that he can cash in a favor whenever the hell he wants if, if Jeff gets out of line. Jeff decides he wants to step up on Scooter's game just a little bit more. So he, he takes Scooter's computer terminal and gives it to some nerds and says, hey, can you, can you, uh, can you put this inside a, a mannequin? But keep it on the Segway. Obviously, keep it on the fucking Segway. Uh, so Scooter becomes a little bit anthropomorphized and and he's cruising around. He's still bumping into walls on the Segway, but it's chill. He starts playing beer pong a little bit. However the fuck he does that. And he's crushing that. He's good at everything. He's good at everything. Jeff's face was a tough decision. Does he keep his staff? Because he's still paying these people and, and he could he could pay these people pretty easily. They're not doing any work, though. And he feels like, hey, this isn't a charity. And you guys... How meaningful are your lives if I'm just paying you to do nothing? That sucks. That sucks, right? And oh, Derek, economics 101, the economics of Derek. So Derek, one day, he comes into the office and Jeff and Scooter are behind the desk. And Jeff, good boss, he tells him, it's over, Derek. It's over. I got to let you go. And Derek's like, I wasn't getting paid anyway. I was on on an unpaid summer internship. And Jeff's like, all the better reason for you to get lost. So, so Derek, he tries to move back home, but his parents aren't having it. And he's in a crippling amount of debt. And so, so Derek's homeless now. 
Derek decides to move under a bridge. And the irony of this whole situation is Derek shouldn't have been an attorney in the first place or even tried. He, he didn't have that skill set. But his parents almost doomed him to failure by getting him that lifted truck. Just set, set in motion a whirlwind of chaotic events that when, when it was all said and done, Derek came out and he's, he's pretty trashed. Cognitively, emotionally. So, so Derek's parents, won't, they won't take him back, even though deep down they know they ruined him. Boy, that's got to feel tough. So, so Derek's dad, unable to um, say like, hey, you can move in for a couple months and we'll get things sorted out for you. I actually appreciate that, though, out of Derek's dad to be like, hey, nobody's perfect. No parents are perfect. And we're going to make him duke it out. We're going to make him figure it out. So Derek's homeless and he's living under a bridge. He's living under a bridge with a bunch of other ASU grads who have, you know, tried their hand at law or uh, becoming uh, psychoanalysts, MFTs, social workers. And they're, they kind of form a little bit of a community. And Derek's trying to take a leadership role and he does because he, he hacks into the Wi-Fi at a local Starbucks. And, and that's what he says. That's what he says. But I mean, he doesn't really hack in. The Wi-Fi is free. So he gets it and he tells everybody like, hey, you can log in here. I did a little bit of hacking work and people are like, wow, Derek, you're one of the smartest people who's ever uh, gone to ASU. I can tell. Pretty cool. So they're living under a bridge and the Lakers are doing well. Chuck E. Cheese Stadium popping off. But it's, you know, it's trouble in paradise. There's trouble in paradise. You're living under a bridge, Derek. You're living under a bridge. And one day, uh, Scooter. AI attorney, he's and he's mastering. He is mastering all the ins and outs of the legal field. Scooter's got his little AI hands all over it. He is interpreting laws. He's now like a lawmaker. He's legislating. He is interpreting the law in a way that is both forward thinking and pays special respect to the past. It's incredible. It's incredible what he's doing. The way this the nuance. It's nuts. So one day, Scooter, after after work, um, he's just kind of taking a cruise around the block. He's thinking about going to, going to a, a Laker game because that's what Scooter's a Lakers fan. He's got to keep his mind free. And, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, he's a computer. He's, he's just got to work all the time. And it's like work life balance, guys. Even an artificial intelligence like Scooter needs a work life balance. How dare you for uh, just suggesting that Scooter be subjected to such harsh sweatshop level working conditions to not go to a Laker game. So Scooter's rolling by and he happens to, uh, he's still a mannequin on a Segway and he looks a little sloppy, but he's very, very smart, very good attorney. And he happens to see Derek and a bunch of other ASU grads underneath a bridge. And he's, he's like, wait a second, that's illegal. And I should know my name's Scooter and I'm an AI attorney, right? So Scooter, Scooter is all about law and order, and he finds a way to just flush our boy Derek to flush him out. Jeff has no idea this is going on. He has no idea what uh, what he's created, what he is enabled, because he didn't create it. Vinny did. You remember this. But Jeff, Jeff is just so buddy buddy with Scooter now. He even brings him like an extra bologna sandwich on uh, on Wednesdays. He's bringing a robot, an AI robot attorney, an extra bologna sandwich, and he's trying to shove it in his mouth. And it's like, I, I, uh, Jeff, that's not, how, uh, <clears throat> that's not how computers work. 
Cut it out, man. Right? So Scooter flushes Derek out towards the sea. And as Derek and company are fleeing, they're grabbing, you know, whatever they can. They're uh, breaking branches off of things. Uh, they run and they grab some PVC pipe. And you're asking yourself right now, why are they doing it? Why are they, why are they doing that? Because they know that Scooter's playing for keeps. And Derek, don't, don't sleep on Derek because he, if you'll remember, you'll remember, he is well-versed in maritime law. And he knows if we get out into international waters, gang, ASU, Sun Devils, stick them, Sparky, then we'll be safe. We'll be safe from this totally by the book, excellent AI attorney that is Scooter. So they think they're safe. They're grabbing all these little random pieces of material. And, and, and Derek's saying, guys, we can build a raft. We can build a barge. We're going to live out there. It's going to be like Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Have you ever seen it? Not a bad movie. And nobody's really seen it, but, but Derek's all about it. So Derek, he, uh, he makes a barge with, uh, with his, with his people out of a bunch of garbage he makes it, he makes it out of a bunch of garbage, but it's, uh, it's buoyant. It, it floats. And so they go out and there's about 600 of these people. They're, they're out in international waters and they think it's the life worth living because there's a lot of freedom out there. And, and that's, that's it. That's where it's all going down. Uh, they're kind of learning to fish a little bit. They're eating, but then guess who shows up? Damn right. Scooter. AI attorney who moonlights as a U.S. Coast Guard now, for whatever reason, because he, he uh, Scooter, loves maritime law, and he wants to enforce it. He Not only did he start out interpreting laws, but then he started legislating, then he started enforcing. Okay? Okay? Scooter is a pretty fierce opponent, and so he comes out, and he just says in a weird robot voice, he's like, Derek, this is illegal. And Derek, Derek's like, no, man, these are international waters. It's fine. We can be here. But little did he know is that Scooter uh, rewrote some laws here and there expertly, skillfully by the books. And that didn't apply. And so Derek, Derek's shit out of luck. He has nowhere to go. And that, I think, kind of piggybacks on, on a little bit of the themes of Chuck E. Cheese and Elon Musk a little bit, but it's a little bit more of a tragedy because, uh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese, Elon Musk, that ended up pretty well. Ended up pretty well. And I bet you're thinking to yourself right now, whatever happened with uh, Jeff and Vinny? Whatever happened with water polo playing law firm owning Jeff, who knew how to slug down a beer when he had to? And what happened with Vinny, super genius P-Droid from Palo Pedro, who helped design Scooter to be determined? Vinny's keeping that favor in his back pocket for whenever, whenever that is currency. That's influence. That's influence. And that's something that Derek and people in Derek's generation will never touch. Not, not least of all, if, if you went to ASU, right? Right? Stick them devils. You won't. You fucking won't. So listen, that's economics 101. I, I realized... That last last time by getting into Chuck E. Cheese and Elon Musk and earthquakes and the Cascadia fault line and all the fun things that happened on that episode of Darby Cast, I didn't lay out the groundwork of the economics of Derek. Economics 101. Economics of Derek. And we needed to. We needed to establish that. We need to establish that. And so what do we do with these guys 
named Derek. I have no idea. I have no idea what we're going to do with Derek because he can't do. He can't do. Uh, he can't. He, he's barely hanging on. He has been for quite some time. I guess the moral of this story, if you want to trace it back, is parents. If you see something, say something. If you see a kid in a lifted truck, find his parents. Find that kid's parents and be like, we got to have a sit down. Is he planning on going to ASU? He, he is going to ASU. Oh, my God. Let's put a cork in this one and let's figure this out together as a community. What are we going to do? That's what it's about. That's that's collaboration. But listen, story is it's the same kind of deal where AI is showing up in a big fucking way. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it. There's not a whole lot you can do about it, even if you've attended a university as prestigious as Roadrunner State in North Dakota, and you got your JD from that hollowed institution of higher education. Man, an attorney needs Roadrunner State like a sword needs a whetstone to sharpen it. Right? Right? I bet you were going to have a lot of applicants to Roadrunner, uh, Roadrunner State in North Dakota after this, if you can find it. It's tucked away. It's tucked away. You got to do the research. You got to do the research. But, but kind of the theme of this one, I know, we, I know there's a lot of cool stuff that we've covered, but if you're thinking about seeking out higher education and you're not that competent, you don't have to. You don't have to. You probably shouldn't. Maybe you have to, but you probably shouldn't. It's, you know what it is? It's everybody, most of the college degrees, they were easy mode for the past like 15 years. And so completing undergrad is like a, it's like an extra high school certificate. And so the way that people are differentiating themselves is with master's degrees. And some people, they are just, they're, they're drowning. They're drowning in a lack of meaning in their lives. And they're like, ah, maybe if I just attach a cool title to my name, I'll be able to look myself in the mirror and take myself seriously. Derek, it's not going to happen. Derek, in fact, if you do that, you're going to end up at a law firm as an intern and, and your only, your only specialty, maritime law, you're getting fucked. And Derek, don't think about going back to school after that to get your MBA or to get some kind of master's in, uh, in 15th century woodwinds and string in instruments of the, of, uh, the Pacific Southeast. I'd rather you didn't, Derek. Everybody would rather you didn't. Okay, what are you going to do for a job? Southern wines and spirits, liquor distribution. You were a cool guy in college. You knew how to tap the keg. And that is, that's your skill set. People want to get wasted. And people want the law to be interpreted by incredibly smart people and maybe eventually an AI robot like Scooter. That's what Jeff wants. And Jeff gets it. He played water polo. He did at USC. Fight the fuck on. Jeff and everybody else. Right. I hope some kids from USC get wind of this and they just take they just take the vibe that they're feeling. And they're like, fuck, yeah, see, go SC. And they just take it to the 9-0 and they're just raging tonight. I don't know if the 9-0 is open, but but there's going to be some frat stars who are listening to this and they're like, we should go to the 9-0. We should go to the 9-0. We should break it down. People from ASU, they have no idea what this is. They have no idea what this is because they're 
They're doing God knows what. They're studying sociology. What a mess. What an absolute mess. So Derek, my advice to you, Southern Wine and Spirits, be a sales rep. Be a sales rep. That way you can still wear the spy sunglasses and you'll be fine. People will be like, all right, Derek, hell yeah. But that's it. Listen, this is DarbyCast. This is DarbyCast. This is an Economics Wednesday, and it's been another fucking banger. They're always good. I don't understand it, but I'm also not going to complain about it because it feels good. It feels good. Darbyshire USA, at Darbyshire USA, DarbyshireUSA.com, Darbyshire Books. That's where it all started. By the Darbyshire Books. Darbyshire, It's Not Your Fault is out now. It was released on April 1st. Darbyshire Welcome to the Jungle is the first book in the Darbyshire series. It's been out for a, for a minute now. Go ahead. Give it a read. Give it a read. Go to DarbyshireUSA.com. Check out the merch. But the most important thing you can do, smash like, subscribe, share, five stars. Go five stars on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Whatever your preferred listening platform is, five stars, quick one sentence review, maybe two, and be like, this guy's saving lives one Derek at a time. That's it for Economics Wednesdays. You have a great Wednesday and uh, Geopolitics Thursday. Maybe we'll give it a little look tomorrow. We'll, let's give it a look. <laughs>